0: You can find whatever you want. It's, it's a complex topic to solve an interesting topic, I would say. There's a huge ETL pipeline happening in the background. So uh, next to the actual search results, you need to provide some filtering options. We are analyzing the, the search query itself.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the BOL.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers.
2: Hey, and we're back. Welcome. So one of the great resources yeah, of, or sources for us to find uh, things to uh, have an ep- uh, episode about in the podcast is our spaces summit and we found uh, a gem there uh, again we're going to talk about this today that's to do with understanding the the queries in in search and making the search uh, more intelligent and that's our promises uh, to us yeah. so we're very keen
3: to see what's, uh, what's happening there. Yes, exactly. And, uh, the talk of the spaces Summit, um, was only 13 minutes long. Um, you, uh, by the way, can find the, the link to the video in the show notes. Uh, so we'll add uh, them there. Uh, but that was, uh, that was already a great introduction, but we want to know more. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk with, uh, with Nikolai in this episode, uh, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about search. So, uh. Let's talk with uh, with Nikolai Yeah.
2: So and yeah, usually I do the introductions, uh, Peter. Eh, but you kind of forgot that. Uh, so I want to introduce to our audience uh, Nikolai <laughs> Bogdanov. He's a software engineer in our buying domain, and that's where we also work on the on the search, which we internally all help me find a product, uh, if if I'm correct. So yeah, Nikolai, welcome. Welcome guys. Uh, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. It's nice to be here with you. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, and then we have some, some checking questions uh, for you, Ed. So yeah, make search a bit more intelligent. And then of course, uh, our kind of blunt statement is, is it not uh, intelligent now? Um, it depends, yeah, it depends how you're looking at it, but uh, it's more or less
0: intelligent. So uh, you you can find whatever you want. But uh, in the core, in nutshell, it's still a text search. So uh, if you if you try to search, like if you go right now on bold.com and try to search something and then um, uh, sort by different field, except of uh, uh, relevance. So any other field, then you will see some weird results. So I'm speaking about this kind of intelligence. So it's still a text search with all the pros and cons of the text search.
2: Yeah, okay, so help me out eh, because I'm not a text search uh, mm. expert. What's great about text search? Um, yeah, so text search can,
0: uh, will probably find what you want, so if you type some text, it will basically uh, uh, literally search this text in, in a product uh, description, in a title of the product, uh, in a document basically, and will return you like too many results. but. It will find what you want, but also it will it will find what you don't want. Like if you have accidentally the same text in anywhere in the description or in the I know text field somewhere, it will find this as well. So for instance, yeah, if you if you look for water cooker, like a, it's an electric electric kettle. So, if you find it, uh, if you try to find it, you will find all the water cokers, but also you will find some, I don't know, cleaning um, uh, liquid for cleaning because just a, in one of the text uh, fields, it's suitable for water coker. This is something you don't expand and you don't want. So, that's why, um, yeah, kind of text search is both powerful, but also uh, give you too many results
2: okay and also to give uh, our listeners some idea of uh, yeah how large the problem is to to uh, call it like that uh, so so you you will search for these products in a product catalog how, how large mm-hmm. is it um yeah so i think right now it's about uh,
0: 30 million active products like available products which you can buy um, Yeah. So, but we have uh, only twenty only place for twenty four products on the first page. Basically, this kind of the problem. So, from the thirty million products, we need to select twenty four to show
3: it to user. That sounds like a challenge. From thirty million products to twenty (laughs) four products. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Indeed, this is a challenge. Yeah. And um, okay. But that's for the check-in questions, uh, to to scope it a bit. Huh? We are not talking about the search uh, in, in Google. Huh? We, we feed s- Google with our uh, products, uh, you, you can search for products on Google, but that's not what, what we're talking about in this episode. We are going to talk about the search engine uh, in our own uh, mobile app and in the on the webshop. Exactly, exactly. The yeah. Website. But but a m- m- blunt question: Why don't we just implement the Google search for this? Because they uh, people know how to deal with Google search.
0: Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, I think the the type of the search is a bit different. So uh, web search uh, differs a bit from uh, retail search uh, in a, in a multiple steps and a multiple uh, items. Um, First of all, uh, you need to update your uh, catalog uh, very often. Like uh, in a web search, you you can crawl your uh, your site once I know once a month, and it will be more or less okay to basically search from uh, from this index. But in a retail uh, world, you you have too many changes so the prices are changed at the description we have new products every day Uh, I know some products are already out of stock uh, and it happens like like every minute so you need to uh, uh, index your data more often Um, um, yeah also uh, in a in a retail search, you work with products, and you cannot uh, work around this fact. So uh, next to the actual search results, you need to provide some filtering options, and uh, uh, we have some uh, catalog uh, product catalog as well. So uh, we need to integrate these things anyway for uh, into our search. This is something um, web search maybe have, but uh, it's less important for web search. Um, yeah. So basically, it's a different thing. That's why we have to do, we have to search ourselves. Yeah, we have to create our own
3: search uh, way of searching. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and search is not only like an engine. So there is a uh, lots of stuff around it. So lots of uh, integrations with our uh, product catalog, with our, I don't know, uh, image system, uh, images uh with metrics a lot with some i don't know uh, availability uh, which uh, product available on which uh, what is it part of the country or which country basically so all of this creates kind of uh huge interaction um with uh, with the different systems
3: can you can you take us uh with that journey uh, so it starts with uh, me as a customer i go to the to the to the web shop or to the application Uh, start for the search, uh, and and then uh, what what happens then?
0: Yeah. Uh, So first of all, you will see search suggestions. So once you type, uh, you just start typing your search, your uh, search query, basically, you will see a list of search suggestions where we already try to guide people. Hey, if you know what, I know, approximately what you would like to type, we can uh, guide you, hey, what kind of searches we already see in the past. In the history and what kind of uh, searches people already use it helps a lot already for i know for example for um, spelling correction so if you made a mistake you can uh, correct yourself right away by clicking on suggestion once this, once we already have a query then it goes to our search engine where we first of all try to uh, parse the query to recognize it uh, to get as much as possible information uh, from the basically the text, the search text. Then this uh, query goes to Elasticsearch. Basically, it's a text search uh, against the the set of uh, basically our product catalog. Uh, uh, then we enrich some information from uh, from this product catalog and uh, from the search results uh, and. Uh, yeah, basically return it back to back to users.
3: And and then the, the result is then the the list of t- max twenty four products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. first search uh, first search result page. Yeah, twenty four products by default. Okay, so that that sets about the the, the scene for this uh, for this episode, I think. Uh, this this process. But it's
0: something happening uh, in between. So it's for for user. It's already like prepared. So the index set information already there. It's uh, already ready to be basically queried. But there is there is some uh, logic happening uh, beforehand that so we uh, in order to search and, and in order to have this information already ready. We just need to uh, get it from all the systems. So uh, there is a huge ETL pipeline happening uh, in the background, all constantly like um, um, loading some updates uh, from products, from prices, from descriptions, uh, loads it into the index. Then we have to index it all uh, basically constantly. So um, uh, index all the information. Also, like metrics. So uh, currently we use our metrics uh, as well. basically, how I know how fully search is uh, our metrics. Uh, also, so once people are uh, navigating through the site, we record this, we save it into the our storage and we analyze metrics. And later, we already provide some um, um, I know ranking algorithms. Including these metrics from from users, so basically users part of the search as well. So all yeah, this so have to be done before before actually uh, the our end user query the query basically query uh, the search.
3: Yeah, and this this uh, analyzing part based on metrics, it's done on on the uh, behavior of customers in general, right? So it's not it's it's anonymized data. That you it's use, anonymized right? data, yeah. yeah, so we don't go into the, the
0: what is it, privacy data or uh, personalized data yet okay. so okay. far.
2: Just good to know, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hey, and you need these metrics to get to the, the most relevant uh, results, hey? because we have to bring this, uh, this large catalog down to these 24. And then, of course, we have to serve the most relevant, uh, based on what we think on the on the thing the customer typed in there what are the most relevant things what kind of metrics do we need to determine something like that
0: mm, exactly so uh from this 30 million uh, products we need to get only 24 and actually actually textual text search uh, provides us basically many results if you try to query put some query on bold.com you will see hey you have like number of thousand results so this number of thousand from these thousands results you just need to show a a couple of uh, products to users so that's why ranking is the basically key for that so we have many products and we just need to rank them uh, accordingly properly so to show only 24 the most uh, relevant results this happening in ranking, and there is a lot of different factors uh, how we rank uh, our co- uh, our products. This like includes all the metrics from user's behavior, uh, from uh, description, from product price, from, uh, I don't know, even maybe, uh, what is it, um, how fast we can deliver some products, I don't know, delivery options, so uh, many factors can affect uh, ranking. But what was your question, Peter? So about
3: metrics. About, yeah, so the question before that. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the question about metrics? Yeah. What What do we take from from the metrics part? The, the question was was about uh, autonomous data or not. But, but the question afterwards I wanted to ask is uh, indeed uh, what what do we take from the metrics? What do we learn from it? Mm-hmm. In, uh,
0: i think this is a big topic so there is a lot of different (laughs) metrics how uh, for instance uh, every product has the um, score we call it product score and this score calculates based on hey how often people click on this product how often people uh, see this product how often people buy this product Um, yeah and also we use uh, for our For the entire search we uh, use some um, interaction metrics so how often uh, people interact with different products after some search so there are a lot of different uh, metrics we are monitoring and using in in search yeah
3: so that so the that's the in the the process that was used in the in the analysis part so in the preparation part uh, yeah exactly so feed your results uh, again of Many things search. happening in in the background before you
2: actually search. Interesting. But I what I always like about these topics is that there's such a world behind this simple uh, <laughs> this simple field exactly. on the, on a website and I, 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 it's always intriguing to me what's
3: all behind there uh, indeed. Hey, and then uh, okay, as a customer, I go to the website, I start typing in my uh, my the items I think are relevant to search on, um, but but then uh, you explain in your talk okay there are a couple of items to, to take into account uh, when to uh, when we translate the the customer query into into the results can you shall we go over them uh, over the items one by one yeah. uh
0: basically it's the first step i think in the search we are analyzing the the search query itself and the reason because uh, the reason for that because we can find some information in the search query so basically once uh, somebody uh, opened com and then wanted to search something, he has some idea in mind or some problem to fix. Uh, so something in mind to basically find, uh, find a product. And then uh, the only thing he just tells us, it's, it's, a, it's a search query. Basically in this, mostly one or two words. So basically most of the search queries are not long. Uh, in this couple of words, uh, he explained what he wants basically from us, and then the idea uh, to analyze this uh, text more and more deeply to get this information. So once we have this information, what uh, I know, some additional things about this search query, we can later use it in search, basically feed it one as, as one of the inputs of the I know ranking formula or formula, for, formula. or um, yeah. Or I know some machine learning uh, algorithm. So the more we know about search query, the better, the better result is. And for instance, yeah. So for instance, uh, what we can do, we can um, check the spelling correction of the search query because people make mistakes. It's it's uh, it's always been like that. And uh, once you have a incorrect word in in, in a search. Then for the search engine, it will be for text search engine, it will be hard to match it to the uh, back to the documents because hey, you, you in one hand you have a incorrect word, a word, and uh, like in the products you use correct words. Then uh, there won't be match. Uh, that's why yeah, like it's important uh, problem to solve. So that's something we are trying to solve right now, to correct it before before we execute the actual search. Yeah, another thing is uh, category. So once we have a category three and we have a search uh, for us, it would be uh, interesting to know what kind of category, basically what kind of category we are looking at. So because uh, if you execute searches, uh, there is a chance to get the category of of, uh, not the products, but the uh, search term itself for instance like if you type uh, iphone 12 it's clear that you are looking for some iphone and ba- basically uh, there is a category for that like i know um, smartphones so this small information will help us later if we know this is a category smartphone maybe we 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 are going to apply all the filters uh, from this category or Uh, I know, show only, um, I know, boost all the products from this category or, I know, restrict uh, um, the results of this search to only this category. So basically later we can just use this information.
3: So we have spelling is one, then uh, your category is is one item to take into account. Uh, And um, if if you take that example of the iPhone, do you then say instead of i'm searching for this iphone 12 or maybe iphone 13 already um do you then show the category smartphones as a result or do you mean something else which you you should take that into account
0: uh by figuring out hey there is a category for smartphones and basically this query lies in this category uh we can use this category so basically we can either show results only from this category by also filtering by uh, textual like uh, iPhone 12. So basically we are going to show only products which uh, both basically in this category, but also fits in this uh, search results. So basically contain somewhere iPhone 12. Uh, It's one um, way of using this information. Basically we are getting additional information and we are using this information in the search results. So one way is just strictly narrow or strictly restrict only for to this category another way might be just boost all the what is it all the products from this category uh, from the search result basically to give them additional score it will make sure that uh, you will see only iphones
2: on the first pages basically yeah not for example the books on how to use an iPhone, eh? because that's also what you do exactly. with, uh, with using the categories. You you boost the phones, for example, and basically are are kind of burying the the books on it exactly. or exactly like or yeah. uh, I don't know toy iPhones. I don't know what else. But
0: the coverage kind of
2: what, cases yeah. for iPhones, so
0: it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's basically a problem. So once you type some, I know the the brand or the model of the smartphone. You also will see smartphones as well. But then you will see also, in addition to that, lots of adapters, cases and stuff. I don't know, some um, headsets for, for a particular model of your I know smartphone. Basically, you will see the mixed results. And if you're looking only for smartphone, then we can help with information. Hey, we, are, we know you're looking only for this specific, I know, category of the products and we can restrict show you on only, only iPhone. So if you try to use this example on, on ball.com right now, you will see only smartphone because our algorithms work uh,
2: there right exactly. now. Exactly. Where, yeah. where in the case you would do just do, let's say play text search, then it could be that the description of an iPhone accessory has more iPhone mentions in it than the exactly description like of an yes. iPhone itself. And that's why, is why the accessory would be boosted and would end up uh, higher and th- yeah. this is why we really need this intelligent search right exactly yeah exactly awesome. some uh, we have some
0: base anyway some textual search anyway but we need to invent new and new algorithms
3: on top of that how to improve it okay so spelling we had the target category uh, and what's more to
0: take yeah. into account? uh so basically we're speaking about some kind of language it's a different language uh, so people don't use normal language in a, in a search uh, search box so, usually people use a uh, few things, so many, like really few things. It's kind of, um, they mention category somehow. They mention um, part of the title of the product. They mention colors. They mention, uh, what is it, uh, brands. They mention uh, sizes sometimes. Sizes, yeah yeah so basically all of these these things you can or we can try to recognize so another thing we are recognizing from search queries is the filters so because brands sizes colors it's all the filters so uh that's yeah that's another thing we are trying to get from search query and again once you have this information if we can somehow recognize yeah for instance i know white sneakers if you try to try white sneakers, uh, then uh, currently you will see a textual search. So basically, if we have white and sneakers in one place, in one object, uh, in one product, we will kind of show it to you. But what we can do, we can try to recognize white as a color, and then we know, hey, people or person try to try to search um, only white sneakers. Basically, white is a filter. We can try to, hey, either select this filter and restrict only white white uh, products or again boost it like all the white products which basically have a filter white uh boosted in the search results so basically we can use filters as well
3: and what now pops up in my mind is that the the importance of the quality of the content
0: Um,
3: exactly then
0: we yeah
3: (laughs) that's what you encounter as well in this area and then yes so
0: once we uh, rely more and more about on our structure of our data on our filters then we rely more on on the quality of the of the content if we have uh if we have i don't know some clothes uh, which stated as a color like kind of white and this is not white basically if there is a mismatch between the product and the filter value of the product then we have an issue so because search cannot check it's white or uh, is it the white thing or 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 black so if it's it says white we index it as white and we will show it as white so if it's not white then yeah we cannot do many here We, we cannot do much
3: yeah so you're looking at possible filter values as well yeah what's what's more
0: um uh yeah so uh it's kind of already future improvement but we can try to get more and more from the search queries for instance uh we can try to um recognize the user intent or yeah because not all the search queries are uh the same for instance sometimes people use really um um uh really uh precise queries basically you are looking for one particular thing and you know what are you looking for and you just need to find it for instance i don't know if you're looking for iphone uh 256 gigabyte white i don't know then you type all the things and then you have really like only couple of results uh, for your search result uh but on the other hand uh, you can type i don't Nike, so really broad query which uh which uh, doesn't show or say us what exactly you are looking for so you have a really broad query um with uh yeah with less information about what exactly i'm looking for so that's why we yeah we can think about hey maybe we can range all the queries by broadness how broad the query is and then it will it will give us the information or insights about hey is is does the user know what he's looking for so does he have any particular product in mind if yes maybe then uh, we can um, show only few results for for user if no maybe user not interesting in some particular results but maybe i don't know he's uh, browsing our site and would like to compare or uh, find something so or he's uh, lacking some inspiration he would like to have some uh, get some help about this so hey
2: help me to find something exactly but then it must be quite hard i guess to to really assess the broadness of a, of a query, yeah? because, for example, uh, yeah, I can see that, uh, let's say, if I ser- search for trousers, uh, that, that that's quite broad eh? and so that it's like a subcategory or something. Um, and that, that could be really... that. So I can understand that, that ser- search for subcategory is quite broad already. But then if I search for a brand, it really depends on the number of products that's in the brand that determine whether it's a broad query or not. I can imagine that Adidas has quite a broad range of products in our catalog. Well, for example, yeah, we mentioned uh, Apple before. Yeah, they just have less products, so that could be considered smaller. How do you solve these puzzles? Exactly, exactly. You just touched <laughs>
0: the, the the core of our, uh, I don't know, our uh, discussions and our ideas. So it's it's a complex topic to solve and interesting topic, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for instance, there uh, the um, the way to solve it would be like our metrics, as I already mentioned. So we can uh, we can follow our users if they, for instance, like for this example, Adidas. We can follow our, all our users which type it Adidas and then uh, check what kind of products they interacted with. Okay. If they interact with sneakers mostly, then we can say, hey, Adidas is mostly for sneakers. Uh, if they interact with, I don't know, some clothes, maybe it will be clothes. If they interact with broad range of products from different categories, we can say, hey, Adidas might be a broad query. So there, uh, in uh, in this area, our users usually help us.
2: And there you would also typically use like the search history and what then what then the clicks of users were in the past and kind of uh, determine let's say an average or a, I don't know a path that the most users follow to exactly s- to try to determine hey people asking for this term and generally take if take these steps to get to the product they actually want and there you that you also will be searching for okay from searching how many clicks will it take them to actually buy something that you also try to consider stuff like that and that's again one of the metrics that you mentioned earlier in our conversation to basically rank the the the, the results for certain exactly uh,
0: exactly one of the metrics
2: yeah, yeah okay one one of them of course
0: Yeah, so basically our users help us a lot. So we are follow all the searches. So if you search something, we start following you. And then we will see, hey, um, how deep you went through through the search, basically on which page you are right now and which page you just checked it. So if you stayed only on the first page on the second on the third page, and how deep you went through uh, through our search results. Also, we check which filters did you use, uh, which which products did you interact with and stuff like that. So basically, we follow our um, users on their journey and we try to save as much as possible into our historical tables and then use it uh, as much as possible from this data. So basically, once uh, you have uh, give us the consent, like cookies consent, we, we try to learn from you and basically you can see it as a one person helps over person persons uh, to improve search basically
2: every interaction exactly. helps us exactly and if, if it's just one user in following a certain path then the path is not that strong so we're really exactly. looking for groups of users to determine behavior not for single yeah. users because single user just saying it's not that valid it's uh
0: there is a noise so we call it noise so oh, okay. uh <laughs> yeah. once you have more and more data you have less and less noise so that that's um
3: that brings the intelligence into search uh, so to say if
0: uh you, you uh, can say it so once you know it's kind of still a uh, number of tricks yeah you can analyze there and there and try to recognize categories on the query but altogether it gives you an impression of uh, intelligence. Hey, we can analyze uh, filters, we can analyze categories, and then we can, um, yeah, maybe show you less but more uh, uh, relevant products. Yeah.
3: Do you also take uh, external uh, uh, items into account? Uh, For instance, I can imagine uh, if if you know a specific release date of a product or, trending topics in in the social media. Do you also take that into account? Uh,
0: don't think so, right now, uh, right now we have some trending because uh, every product or they rely on some kind of metrics from our own our own basically metrics. So uh, if I know if more people seen this product or clicked on this product, it will be high gain rank. So if I don't know if there is any trend for this product, it will be boosted anyway. But I don't think we use any external data for that. No, it's already kind of internal system, which was a balancing between uh, between trends, no external uh, data
3: for this kind of part of the search. What what are the most um you you described what what to take into account um in the beginning you shared already a bit on on how the process works and and touched upon some items like Elasticsearch we use mm-hmm. what what are the most important technical building blocks in this uh, in this chain?
0: Uh, yeah, i probably already touched it. So it's a ETL pipeline which basically gets all the information from uh, from uh, our system from all over the system. Uh, so, it gets all this information and index it. So, indexation is one part of the one basically block of the search. Uh, so, once an index set, then another block is basically serving the search queries because even though we indexed some information, it's already might be outdated. Even a couple of minutes already might change the game. I know in a couple of minutes, product might be outdated or what is it, um, not available, sold out, whatever. Basically, once uh, people search uh, through the index, we kind of double check that information is still is still relevant. Uh, query analysis also one pack uh, one big block of the of the entire search, and metrics. Yeah, metrics uh, they are highly important for us. So we include them into our ranking algorithms, and we rely on them a lot.
3: Yeah, you have the loop complete, uh, so to say. Yeah
0: exactly yeah. exactly
3: yeah. There, there's one item that i maybe kind of missed in when we when we went over the items to take into account uh we talked about spelling but uh, uh we we also have and we serve different languages on our uh platform uh mm-hmm. and we we are a dutch uh, uh um, yeah for a huge part but we have french part as well People can go and switch to English. Uh, how, how does that work in the query? Uh, how do you take that into account?
0: Yeah, so uh, spelling, you can implement it differently. Uh, you can try to analyze uh, or match the input query or input words against some dictionary. Basically, this is how it basically works. So you have, then you have multiple dictionaries. You can have, a, I don't know, Uh, Dutch dictionary, French dictionary and stuff like that but uh, the problem of the retail search and retail spelling in retail search is that uh, it's not only um, language uh, language dictionary we use or people use because we also have to take into account uh, all the products descriptions, uh, product titles and basically the entire product catalog all the brands, uh, I don't know, colors, uh, everything might be in the search. So it's not only uh, language dictionary. So what we chose, we uh, implemented spelling uh, correction. So we uh, check input words um, uh, against search query themselves. So we have the history of all the search queries we've seen. So far, and then we check the every in- uh, incoming um, um, query against this data set. So basically again, all the users help us to uh, correct our uh, search query. So if we see some word which uh, we didn't see before, then we say, hey, maybe it's not correct one then we try to find the the uh closest word from our dictionary to this one so uh, that's how spelling correction works right now so we will learn from our users and then we d- we don't go into the uh, syntax analysis or uh, what is it uh, of the word itself we just check it against already seen words so basically it's a work with data and then then it doesn't matter uh, which language do we use we just need to make sure it's separate so separate from french separate for uh, for dutch language uh and that's it so we basically learn from uh, from uh, from users themselves
3: yeah. it's not that we uh that we say like google uh did, did you try to search on this and this uh word so he's trying to to to, um, we are looking
0: we are working on this so uh there will be soon enough uh there will be uh, this kind of option so either we will uh edit the search um basically um change the search term and say, and ask hey we just changed it please um is this is okay do you, no? you mean this yeah is it, is it okay mm. or we will uh show, hey, we returned you. We showed you the result search results for your term, but maybe you you meant this just because we we know okay. hey, most people use this word uh, this
3: word instead of your I know search term. Cool. That sounds so like a nice uh, future improvement. Hey, maybe a bit more personal question. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're one of the internationals uh, in in our teams. Um, yeah. How, how is it for you to work in a domain where I think the, the, the understanding of the Dutch language is also important? How, how, that, how, how does it work for you? Yeah, n- <laughs> nice question. <laughs> uh, generally, it's
0: okay, because generally we work with data without uh, further investigating what kind of, uh, without like actual uh, language specification or language-specific tasks. So generally it's okay, but sometimes we need to, um, what is it? Uh, annotate some stuff, basically we need to go through the data and uh, for instance if we are annotating uh, our search queries against um, categories we need to, I know, uh, for every search query we need to find out what kind of uh, category uh, it it belongs to basically and then you have to analyze it, basically then you need some knowledge about the, the Dutch language and then then there is a difference then like uh, the the task which i know some native dutch speaker uh, speak to, um, person can do in in 15 minutes i have to spend i know one two hours for the same work so then there is a difference yeah but normally uh, generally it's it's okay so there is not much difference
3: cool Good to
0: hear.
3: (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. And how how do we solve this for the French queries we also have? Because we also. So far, yeah. Yeah. So far, we don't have support for French, uh,
0: any kind of um, spelling correction support for French. But Mm -hmm. we are working on this. So once we have have release uh, on webshop, I think it will be soon enough. Then then we will uh, basically try to apply the same techniques we use uh, for Dutch uh, language to French language as well then we will have uh, separate metrics and then we will be able to separate all these uh, search queries
2: yeah exactly exactly yeah before because for french we did a, an app first approach and we're still rolling it out to the webshop
0: uh, yeah because of some technical uh, issues right now we we cannot use metrics from app that's kind of uh, blocks us to provide it right away. So once we have some metrics from, uh, once we have released it on, on on our like workshop platform,
2: yeah,
0: then we'll have metrics, then we'll have uh, everything basically in order to support it as well.
2: Exactly, and here again, we see the importance of metrics. to, <laughs> to It's be able absolutely to do important. A, a right now, search, it's right? absolutely it's, important. It's,
3: yeah, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, Peter Paul, it's already uh, the time again. So, uh, do we have questions left before we go to the closing round?
2: Um, Yeah. What I uh, I, I'm really curious a little about the to to recognize the intent of the user because that that's I think one of the hard things in in being a web shop. Yeah, you so there's a user on your site and you of course you want to help him, but you're not. Yeah, you have. You need uh, some 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 tools, some services to kind of help them. And how do you know what what the user comes in there for? And I think that's one of the, the larger puzzles. Uh, yeah, is, is there some some other insights you could share on that one, uh, Nikolai? Uh, it's also
0: one of the main uh, topic in our in our search department. Basically, mm. try to recognize it. It's really complex task, so we are working on this. Uh, but so far, yeah, so far, uh, we cannot uh, recognize the user intent just because it's just a really complex uh, uh, complex task. So we already tried it several times, and we have some insights, but um, it's not like not the entire puzzle uh, assembled to uh, one major piece. Yeah,
2: cool. yeah, it's, uh, it must be a hard not to crack. And there's several parts in the webshop also, uh, at customer service to recognize the intent of the user who comes with a question. That's 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 a similar one, and it's also uh, quite interesting, exactly. but also a hard thing to uh, to crack. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a
2: hard job. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hired you, right? <laughs>
3: exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Yeah. So then, the last question is. Uh, Nikolai, what is your the most important takeaway?
0: Yeah, so uh, maybe uh, what I would uh, advise people to take away from this uh, podcast is uh, just keep in mind that it's it's a complex system. So for you, maybe it's it will be easy to just type the search and see the result. But behind this uh, behind this uh, this search bar, there is uh, lots of things to happen, needs to happen, and lots of uh, ideas behind this. So it's a complex system and uh, we are constantly working to improve it more and more. And basically you can help us. So basically every user can help us uh, if you search more and uh, if you give the consent of the cookies, we can use it. Uh, and basically, yeah, every time you search something, you help other people as well. <laughs> Just keep it in mind.
3: Wow, thanks. Yeah, that's also a nice uh, takeaway and also a good, uh... Uh, ask to, uh, to our audience uh, to help others uh, uh, as well. Really great to hear this, uh, this story from you, Nikolai, and uh, to, to learn a bit more what's behind this uh, this, this search bar, and, uh, and trying to think along on how you can uh, improve that. So thanks for your time uh, you spent with us.
0: Yeah, I was happy to, to talk to you and to explain it. Yeah, thanks for the uh, opportunity to talk.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at bol.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!